you're in a relationship and it's coming to an end or you've just come out of a relationship. Why is it that you keep attracting the same old partner again and again, going through the same old mess, just in a, they're in a different package and a different setting? But all the partners seem to be the same. All men are alike or all women are alike, right? Welcome to the world of the shadow work. This is about you. Once upon a time, this happened to me, where I thought all my near-miss relationships were conspiring with my ex-wife. And I looked at them and I thought, they've never met her. So what's the common theme? Is it because they were tracking her down, finding out all my raw nerves? Or maybe something else? What is the common theme between them all? Then it hits me. I am the common theme. In the world of shadow work, this is not something that's just been invented out of the blue. It's been going on for thousands of years. Carl Jung has talked about it extensively. So today we are going to explore the topic of shadow work in this episode of the Haroon Rabbani podcast. Everybody goes through trials, tribulations and traumas. You, my friend, are not exclusive to that. Now, the degrees we go through, of course, it varies completely, just like your fingerprints. No two people have the same set of traumas and patterns exactly alike. So the conversation we're going to have is pretty general. However, there are certain patterns, certain rules of the game to understand. Firstly, the shadows that are created. Why are they created? If you look from a spiritual perspective, it is your way of finding the dark side, the dualistic nature of who you are, bringing it to the top, dissolving it and evolving to the next level of evolution or the next level of vibration. From the age of zero to seven, when I say zero, by the way, I mean conception to the age of seven, 99% of all that you're going to think, feel, do, all the way you react, behave, in this human experience, all the decisions you're going to make within the first seven years from conception up to the age of seven approximately, most of that is going to be mapped out into a template of how you create your reality. There are a number of actors in place, not just you. Think of it this way. There's that genetic line, mother, father. Of course, their DNA is going to affect you. The DNA of your ancestors are going to affect you. That's on a physiological level. And then, of course, the people who raised you, usually a mother and a father, sometimes adopted, but the mother and the father come together and they help you to create this template that you're going to operate your entire life from. Let's use the relationship as an example. Let's say the relationship between you and your dad, let's say you're female, when you were a little girl, the relationship between you and your dad was amazing. To a point, it's your sixth birthday. Daddy's promised to make you a Wendy house, a doll house. He's going to help you assemble it, put it together. But your birthday's on the, in the middle of the week. It's on a Wednesday. Your party's at four o'clock. And he promised that he's going to be with you at the party. And then later on, when you go home, you're going to build the Wendy house together. The doll house, in other words. Come the day. For some reason, you don't know this, remember, you're only turning six. Your dad is stuck at work for whatever reason. You're at the party, you're having a good time, but you notice daddy's not there. And, you know, your heart's fluttering a bit in a negative way. Party ends, 
your dad's still not there. You get home, you have tea, you're starting to get a bit sad, and you ask your mommy, where's daddy, where's daddy? No, daddy. It's bedtime, you're in bed, your mother's told you a story, and it's 8.30, and you're still really alert and awake inside. And then, eventually, daddy comes in, just past 8.30, comes and gives you a hug, apologises, says sorry, he got caught up at work. And you start crying, you're heartbroken, because when you needed him at this most important time in your life, you're only six, remember, you just turned six, he wasn't there, he'd abandoned you. You cry and he then suddenly shouts at you and says to you, I told you I was late at work, and you don't know that he nearly had the sack or there was some other kind of emergency. But in that moment, he's created a trauma. He's planted a trauma inside of you, which leads to a shadow. From six, you get to 16, you find a boyfriend, for example. Generalization, right? You find a boyfriend. He's everything you can imagine. But then, when it comes to the crunch, when you want him the most, he seems to be unavailable. You can't get to 26, 36, 56, 106, and you keep experiencing the same patterns of abandonment, even by the person who loves you the most. Your original seed was formulated as part of your seed was that experience with your dad. Shadow work, my friend, means looking at the side of you that brings up the negative aspects of you. So what we do in this situation, so if you're a little girl in that situation, you will be in a relationship and something will get you to bring up upset. It might be sadness, it might be grief, it might be anger, it might be self-pity, whatever it is, a set of emotions that keep seeming to run through your life. These patterns almost dictate your relationships with significant male people and that's just your father's side just one aspect of it the pattern keeps repeating and you're left broken hearted and even broken now that applies to your relationship with your father relationship with your mother that applies to your relationship with work relationship with authority figures it applies to your relationship with money poverty for example never ever seeming to attract the right amount of money it might be that you were raised by a single parent and your parent was raised by a single parent and lo and behold you become an adult you promise you never become a single parent and what do you become a single parent so it's almost like a family karma karma is cause and effect and it's also about patterns you have your individual karma things that happen to you cause and effect so you get triggered to do something or react in a certain way and if you do that it leads to a certain series of consequences it might be a family karma maybe your family has got this gift of creating certain situations it could be poverty it could be relationships it could be any area of life but the same thing seems to happen generation after generation it could be community related some communities seems to be seem to be a lot more vulnerable to maybe poverty maybe illnesses it could be a country level karma and of course there's also the global level karma so you've got these patterns these shadows working at multiple levels you cannot influence so much the global level of karma but you can influence your personal karma this is the shadow work there's a purpose behind shadow work on many levels i told you about the spiritual level if you see this as your enemy, which is what most people do, you run away from that issue. For example, if you grew up in a poverty background, 
then when it comes to talking about money, you'll feel uncomfortable. When it comes to saving money, even if you make lots of it, you'll end up spending it. Your default mode will always be wanting to go back to that space in time, even if it was horrible, in the first seven years of your life. Please understand that. You can create as much change in the external world as you like. You might buy fancy cars and fancy clothes and go to social gatherings where you meet people who are way more wealthier than you or way more different to you, but you will always default on a deep side, on a deep inner level, back to this default setting. The default setting is caused not just by your interactions, your general day-to-day -day interactions with your parents. It may be an authority figure. It, very often, childhood trauma is a very big one. So the shadow work is really about working with your inner child. Think of it this way. You've got your external father, the external mother. They come to create you. Energetically, just imagine there's an inner mother and an inner father who are repeating, vocalizing what the external one said to you and how they treated you. So if your inner father, the voice of your inner father, is reflecting the voice of the other father, outer father, let's say the outer one was very angry. So you'll have an angry voice inside of you, or your mother very caring, nurturing, or vice versa. They, at the past the age of 18, of course, if you were over 18, past the age of 18, they've stopped raising you. But there are still those inner parents who are raising you. The inner parents are raising the inner child. Mother, father, and the inner child, this is your holy trinity. So here, my friend, is your job. You can either play the victim and say, oh my goodness, my father's side was horrible and nasty and aggressive, or my mother's side, they're always victims, or vice versa. And you might think, okay, this is how our family's always been. It is not true. It is totally untrue. If you allow yourself to be a victim of circumstance, yes, you're going to perpetuate what's happened in the previous generations. If on the other hand, you start, start taking responsibility for your inner karma, for your patterns, for your traumas, then you can shift things. Why would you want to shift anything at all? Here's why. Number one, the perceptions of reality that you have. So it's not actuality. So you, behind me, you see a wall. Imagine this whole wall was 10 meters by 10 meters. And let's say the wall represented actuality, you know, in the world, what's actually going on. My perceived reality and yours is like seeing a the scratch on a surface of a dot. So imagine I took a pen, marked a dot on that wall. The scratch of that surface, surface is what we perceive to be our reality, when actually reality is nothing like actuality. So how we perceive our reality is how we create the new set of reality. By changing your inner self, meaning doing the shadow work, you start changing your perception of reality. You no longer become the victim of circumstance. Second thing, if say for example, you let's say you're a boy, or you're a man, when you're a little boy, you had a mother who's very demanding Highly likely you're going to attract, in a heterosexual relationship that is, you're going to attract women into your life who are going to be highly demanding and you may end up walking on eggshells. This happened to me, by the way, at least in one of my relationships. And although it felt absolutely horrible and nasty, I just thought, you know what, this is a gift. 
because in that gift I realized that there was a lot of passive aggression going on from the maternal side when I was a child and so by working on those traumas that I developed from childhood it changed my relationship with the feminine external and the inner feminine as well men and women you have inner feminine and inner masculine you start then attracting into your life people who are more in resonance with the kind of person you would like to be not a victim but someone who's taken real ownership of their life now if you're in a relationship now and let's say you're a woman and your husband's an alcoholic or your husband's always angry then this is indicating that this is where your vibration is at this is the person you resonate in resonance means different frequencies coming together so he's neither good or bad he's just reflecting back to you it's called the law of reflection or in psychology terms they talk about projection he's projecting onto you who he is or at least he perceives to be internally a disowned part of him by the way and you see in him the goodness and the badness of truly who you are and these are only labels of course love dr john d martini saying the seer the seeing and the seen are always the same take a moment give me one thing you don't you can write it in the comments or just write it down as a note give me one thing that you're most inspired by about me if you're inspired at all inspiration means you look at someone you go yeah i really like that guy or what he says i'm talking about those kind of characteristic traits find the second one and the third one take a moment pause this video pause the audio just to figure out three things that you're most inspired by about me if you haven't done it pause the video do the exercise and now look at the three things and let me ask you this let's take characteristic number 1 in what way are you that characteristic trait already number 2 What about the second characteristics? Are you that characteristic trait? Is that the kind of trait you have as well? And the same question for the third. In which way, in what ways are you that characteristic in your own behaviors or your thought process? My friend, what you have done is with those three characteristic traits is you are seeing in me who you already are. Now, let me just clear it, clarify this. If you look at somebody in a positive light it has to be something that you inspire by not just oh yeah he's good he's knowledgeable and it doesn't inspire you if it inspires you it's you what you see in others the good stuff is you the beauty the amazingness in others that you're <gasps> left in awe with is you here's the flip side if i ask you and you can do this because you're not doing this in person if i ask you give me three characteristic traits or even one they go oh i really hate that about that guy or i really resent it him or dislike him then guess what it is also you that husband of yours alcoholic and angry etc all the negative traits is a reflection of you when you can embrace that and we'll talk about how to do that work in a moment when you can embrace that then you lift your vibration to another level he's is here you lift it up lift it up eventually those relationships will just wither away and die because you are not feeding the weed that you don't no longer need it that was should have been a rapper right um so you're no longer feeding that weed and eventually the people the places circumstances predicaments will come along at a higher level of vibration so keep that in mind what you see in the world is you especially and in particularly and only if you are emotionally charged 
with that experience. So regarding parents, when you do your inner work, let's say, for example, your father is an angry person. It's not just an imagined thing that he is angry. You will pick up on those vibrations and you will be holding anger and resentment. If you're holding anger and resentment within yourself, you will affect your gallbladder, your liver. If you're holding grief, and it might be your grief or it might be perceived grief of your parent, you're going to be affecting your lungs. Every single organ in your body is affected. And when you look at this chart in the the Biowell reading now, the Biowell helps us to understand your energy body really well. This is something I do with my clients, which is to analyze the energy state of their different organs and systems in their body. So if I look at somebody who's got an issue around the heart, for example, then I know certain areas come into play. If, say, for example, it's lungs, as I mentioned earlier, that Perhaps it's their, not just the physiological system that's at play. What causes the physiological? It'll be to do with their grieving. Or because of the physiological, they end up grieving. They both go hand in hand. And so the trick is to dissolve both work on the physical level, through, for example, when it comes to the lungs, breath work through pranayama, which is yogic breathing. And it is also to do with releasing the issues related to the lungs, which is grieving. So in other words, healing that area, addressing the father relationship, the mother relationship, accelerate your ability to address current physiological issues, health issues, mental health issues, improves your relationship, leads to emotional maturity, and guess what? universal accessing universal creativity which is the highest level of creativity so you then end up becoming much more of a master a controller over of your own destiny so there are five core points to keep in mind when you're doing shadow work by doing shadow work it helps you to ground rather than be all over the place so part of the way i take my clients through grounding is to work on the root chakra and if you're interested if you're not a client and you're interested in doing root chakra grounding work, then if you click on the link below in the description, then you'll have access to this free training. And if you want to take it further, then you can do the root chakra work, which is an online course. Doing the shadow work helps you to ground. The second thing it does, it starts bringing you to a higher level of self-awareness. This is about truly examining who and what you really are and what you stand for. Because you know where your purpose lies? It's within and beyond those shadows. When you bring the positive and the negative together, you collapsed both of them, they dissolve, and you're left with the true purpose of why you even exist. Doing the shadow work also helps you to become truly honest and transparent with yourself, who you are, what you are, what you stand for. It helps you to understand your own limitation and understand where your super gifts are. I call them the superhero gifts, your super genius. In order to do that, it's important to also understand the bits that are also weak. And this is what the shadow work does. For example, I absolutely love competition. Martial arts champion, I used to be number one in sales. So whatever I touched, I was number one. However, what was driving me was my eagerness to please my dad. It's a childhood thing. And so I was actually being driven by fear and survival. I'll never be good enough. But when I dealt with the shadow work, 
Doesn't mean I'm no longer comp competitive, but this time the competition isn't causing chronic fatigue. The competition is now fun and it's something I can do because I want to do it. I choose to do it. I don't need to do it. I'm no longer doing it from fear. Another thing about shadow work is it helps you to develop self-compassion. We are our worst critics, are we not? We are hard on ourselves. Nobody can hurt you as much as you hurt yourself. So by doing the shadow work, it helps you to nurture yourself. It helps you to be kind and caring. That has a direct physiological effect on, for example, your arteries. The fact that you're kind and compassionate towards yourself helps expand, dilate your arteries, which means you are less likely to have high blood pressure and blood disorders and other heart diseases. It helps you to prevent atherosclerosis. So it's, it's real. It has a real direct effect on your physical body, as well as your mental health, of course, because opposite of kindness and compassion is anger or depression. So who wants to be in those territories, right? It gives you choice. Also, if you do decide you want to do shadow work, then make sure you log all the discoveries you make because as you log them, you start finding aha moments. If all of this resonates with you, my strongest suggestion is if you have a lot of shadow work to do, get an experienced mentor. I've trained many people and I tell you what, out of the people, there's only one person who's went through with flying colors and she actually currently works with me. Only one person who I've trained as an energy healer, a therapist, who's actually really understands shadow work, A, because she's done the work, B, because it's extremely hard to become a healer, a therapist in that particular area. My recommendation is not just seek out an expert, seek out somebody who's got knowledge, wisdom, and is highly trained in shadow work. I still take on a few handful of clients a year, literally only 10 at any one time. So I'll do maybe 30, 40 one-to-one -one clients in the year, no more, because we go uber, uber deep. By doing the shadow work, my friend, whether it's with me or anybody else, you will find that your entire health, wealth, relationships, everything changes. I hope this video has been useful. If you are interested in doing one-to-one -one work with me, drop me a message. There's a link below where you can do an online survey, questionnaire. And if that resonates with you, just go there, fill it in, and uh, let's speak to each other very soon. Thanks for watching. Bye for now.